Hey, it's Michael, and this is the Kintsugi Podcast. I'll be back in a minute with today's conversation about resilience. But first, if you're interested in creating a better life, having a better career, please visit kintsugipodcast.com and grab your free workbook on how to have a better life. In it, you'll discover tips and routines so you can find the energy for the things and the people who matter most so you can create a better tomorrow and create the life and career you desire. Without a doubt, my best job ever my favorite job and the most rewarding job and the most challenging, like, whoa, Nelly, what did we sign up for a job has been being a dad. It's been awesome sauce, as I would like to say, and it's made entrepreneurship or my days as an executive leader look pretty easy peasy. Makes doing this podcast pretty simple. So I've recorded this on Father's Day weekend here in the States. So from this dad to all the dads listening, a happy belated Father's Day. And I'm not really sure how this has happened. My girls are no longer little girls anymore. They're now 19 and 22. My oldest has graduated college. I can't believe it because I don't feel like I've aged, right? I'm not sure how this has happened. When they were younger, all I wanted when they were hurting was to help them feel better. I wanted to be the hero in their story. I still feel that way from time to time, but they've let me know that they're not little girls anymore. They're young women, and they have figured things out. Kids have this unbelievable ability to hold the mirror up to us, and it can be one of our best ways to grow if we give some space to allow that to happen. Well, over the last month, since my oldest has graduated college, her, along with all of her fellow classmates in the class of 2020, They've received their fair share of, we're counting on you. You're the next generation. You're the hope for our future. And they've heard it from President Obama here in the States, Oprah, and dads like me. So I see their next generation. I look at them with a lot of optimism because they're eager to write a new script. They see the fissures and the scars, the Kintsugi art spirit of our country. They see some of the broken pieces of our pottery. And they're eager to put it back together to make it more beautiful going forward. Because they know the old script, the one that we've been following for all these years. And in some circles, on some topics, like how we treat our friends in the colored community, our Black friends, our Brown friends, well, that script hasn't been working for the last 400 years. So they want to write a script that works for everyone. And it's motivating, it's inspiring, and I'm optimistic. They are so passionate, and their passion is, I'll throw another one into this conversation about resilience today, awesome sauce, because it is. Our youth, the younger generation, much like when we were younger, they can drive the change that we need to see in the world. Their enthusiasm, their energy, all that more can bring about a different conversation. It's like holding up a mirror to all of society. And if we give it some space, it can drive change like no other thing can drive change. But we have to give it space in order for it to breathe, in order for us to have the awareness and acceptance, and then finally action 
to make that change happen. And I know why we put so much faith. We say the things that we say to the class of 2020. Next year will be the class of 2021. And I bet you do as, as well. I know why we say it. Us older folk, I'm a Gen Xer. We have high hopes for the next generation. This is true. That's one of the reasons why we say it. It also feels good to say it, you know, motivate them, inspire them as they begin the next chapter in their story. They take the next step in their journey. It's uplifting. It's a reason to believe that a better tomorrow is possible. It's a, hey, I'm going to pump you up type of thing to say, especially as they go into a very difficult economy. But when we say it, and we say it so frequently, they hear it a little bit differently. To them, sometimes it sounds like we're taking ourselves off the hook, us older folk. It's like, hey, kids, like we took the car out for a joyride and um, we sort of crashed it. Or, well, to be honest, we totaled it. But it's all yours now. Here are the keys. Aren't you happy you always wanted your own car? And they're looking at us like, what? Like, you totaled the car and now you're giving it to us? You're not taking responsibility? The class of 2020 is facing, here in the States, the worst economy since the Depression, a global pandemic without a playbook, and here in the States, we can't seem to get our act together in wearing our face covering and our PPE and everything else that is starting to rebound. We have racism that we've tolerated since the beginning of our country. And let's see what we can add to their plate. Well, we can add that the planet's on fire. We have global warming. It almost feels like we live in the upside down. That's a reference to any Stranger Things fans out there. I'm sure you do as well. We have this rule in our house that if you make a mess, you clean it up. You make them, you clean up the messes you make. And for us, in this generation, Gen Xers, we've made a mess, but we're not alone, right? There's reasons to be optimistic about the future. I believe that COVID is happening for us, not to us. This is an opportunity that's right in front of us where this younger generation, the class of 2020, can be like all other past generations, the younger generation that leaves college and starts their professional life to write a new script to create a better tomorrow. But this doesn't mean that millennials, Gen Xers are off the hook because we made this mess. Or at least we didn't do anything about cleaning it up. We may have said, and this is one definition of privilege, well, it's not a problem for me, so it must not be a problem. Well, I didn't create this mess, so I'm going to let someone else clean it up. And we've been kicking this can down the road for far too long really across our whole planet, because some of these are global issues. They're just not issues here in the United States. But here's the cool thing. Here's our opportunity with COVID that is shining this bright spotlight on how we've been living, how we've been treating each other. So as we get more woke or as we wake up and we gain acceptance that how we've been living, how we've been working, hasn't been working well for everyone. In some cases, we've totaled the car. Well, it's time for us to make a better decision. And we can, because most of us, if you're, say, a Gen Xer, you're only at halftime. I look at it this way as I start my 50s. Like, I still have a bunch of years left, and so do you. Maybe we're just starting the third quarter, if you want to play it out that way. That we, uh, we have our professional life that will end 
maybe in 15, 20 years, but we have the rest of our lives to dedicate to writing a better script. We have so much more game in us. And we also have this, we have status. And that's another form of privilege. From our companies and the executive suite or our conference rooms to our communities, we have the responsibility to use our privilege, to use our status to make things right and not just dump it on the next generation. And I know it's, I know it's easy to get defensive and say, well, I didn't do it. I wasn't the one driving. It was my friend, like those baby boomers or the generations before them. They created all this mess. They're the ones to blame. And hey, there's some truth to that. They're not off the hook either. But right now, we have the keys to the car or the castle or any other analogy you want to make. So it's time to do something different. We can listen and learn, and most importantly, unlearn. I think that's a big part of this process, but we can't stop there. We can go through a whole process and understand what we want to bring forward once COVID is over and what's not coming with us. But again, we can't stop there. Life and careers through all these years I've been on the planet, what I've learned is that they're not transactions. They are created moment by moment. I like to say that our lives are the moments in between our moments. And this is a moment. This is a big one to pay attention to. There's no doubt. But when we link our moments together, we can create a movement. And we need a movement right now as opposed to a moment. A movement shows up each and every day, taking action, even if it's really small, action that matters and it role models the behavior that we wish to seek in others. That's how we when we break our pottery and we wish to put it back together to make it more beautiful tomorrow than it is today, that's what we need. And the younger generation, well, they're watching us and they're ready to make us uncomfortable, much like our kids can make us uncomfortable when they hold up that mirror right in front of us. They can call BS on all of our baloney, as my dad would say. And they are so willing because of how they've behaved so far through COVID to do their part, but they are not willing to let us off the hook because they've also heard us. They've paid attention to what we've said over these many years. They've heard us talk about or preach on how important it is to be accountable. So this is a moment for the older generations to be accountable to maybe the mess that we've made, to write a new script, and to work with the class of 2020 on that. They've been watching us dads to make it about Father's Day. and. They're also wondering like what we're going to do next. And that's a good question to ask them. If you have a Gen Y or a Gen Z in your family or know someone, is to gain their perspective. Like what would they like to see from the older generation in this moment in time? It takes some courage to ask that question because you may not necessarily like the answer as they hold up that mirror right in front of you. Sometimes you're going to see your scars your wrinkles, your blemishes. But that's what the Kintsugi podcast is all about, holding space to accept that we all have some blemishes. And that's what makes us perfectly imperfect. That's what makes us human. And that's where growth starts, when we have some acceptance that we are perfectly imperfect. And then we are going to work hard today to make tomorrow a little bit better. So again, thank you for listening to the Kintsugi podcast conversations about resilience, if you have a question about today's conversation or really anything else, you can go to kintsugipodcast.com, leave your question there, 
I'll do my best to answer it as quickly as possible. While you're there, you can check out the Paceline Leadership Academy or sign up for my blog or get the Better Life Workbook, as I mentioned earlier. All three are great tools to help you grow in the way that you want to grow. You can use it to role model the behavior you wish to see in other people. And you know what? The younger generation will pay attention to the fact that you're working on yourself. And how awesome sauce is that? So I hope you'll join us next week for another conversation about resilience on the Kintsugi Podcast. And until then, I hope you stay healthy. And of course, have fun storming the castle. We'll talk to you then.